Hey everyone, this is Jack Stashauer, and I'm one half of the Jays, and we are going to be covering the Wildcats nationally and globally. Across from me is Joni Ansevich. Say hello. Hello, I'm Jonah, and on the other half of the Jays, I am so excited to, for you guys to be listening to the first episode of the J&J Show. We will be covering everything WJ. And a little more, you know. First off, you know, uh, you know, fall sports have been starting. Uh, most, you know, the biggest event so far has been football. We are two and zero. You have anything to say about that? I think the teams looked really good. I've been really surprised with the defense. I think the run defense, in particular, has played really well. I want to shout out C.J. Newman and Dylan Mimic, the f- true freshman, playing really well, leading the team in tackles with ten tackles and one sack. I gotta admit to you. Uh, I wasn't able to catch this. I had to leave the Churchill game early, but I heard you know that huge Alessandro hit. Oh, the yeah. whole crowd. I've seen the video. It's going crazy. I wish I stayed for that. I wish I stayed for that. Flat Stanley. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, tomorrow, 6.30 at QO. That's going to be a tough game. You know, for those who don't know, QO, Quince Orchard in Gaithersburg, reigning 4A state champs of Maryland. They're a perennial powerhouse. This is a team that's ranked within top 10 in the state of Maryland, regardless of division. They play private schools like DeMatha, Paint Branch, uh, St. Francis well. And this is going to be a really tough game for WJ. I'm, personally, I don't expect the team to win, unfortunately. You know, it, it gets going against QO. It, you want to see a competitive game, though. This is the type of game where, like, you know, usually you don't say that there's moral, like, you know, oh, it's a moral victory even when you lost, but really this game is kind of a moral victory if you keep I it close. I feel you. Um, well, you know, last year, uh, Walter Johnson did keep it close for a half. There was some amazing plays, amazing coaching from Larry Hurd. And I think, you know, it is possible if we play like that the whole game to surprise a lot of people. This is a special team, and you can see that by the way they play together. Yeah. Uh, I You know, I think offense has a really balanced attack. Charlie Blessing, the new transfer quarterback from Bullis, has a good arm. He has good receivers with Christian and Pablo, and you know, he's a good runner, too. And so, I like how the offense is constructed right now. It'll be interesting to see how, you know, what if there's going to be any trick plays to catch the really athletic QO defense off guard. And of course, I do want to shout out the beginning of soccer season tomorrow at WJ. It is a blackout theme. I will be attending that personally. Yep. Uh, it's going to be my first soccer game I've ever been to. I, I really am wow. missing out. Yeah, I, I don't really yeah. watch a lot of uh, soccer, so you know mm-hmm. I'm going to have to get used to it. But I've heard the team's amazing. They played amazing last year. I want to see what the hype's all about, and I'm very yep. excited to see them play. Yeah, last year's WJ's Boys Soccer. Has was a great team led by Bardier Hormozzi, who is not on the team this year because he's sitting out due to committing to Princeton University for soccer. This will be interesting to t- how the team will be tested. Bardier is one of the top goal scorers in the country, let alone the state of the team. I'll be interested to see who on the front line can really just like pick up where he left off. If it could be a group effort or maybe a singular effort, this is... This would be a good test for the boys' soccer team. Well, you know, I think they can pick off, you know, where they uh, started. The team captains are great people. They're even better at soccer. I know this because they owned me on the playground in fifth grade, so I kind of knew it was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course, Sean, who definitely defeated me in a few battles in fifth grade, 
we hope you get better uh, with your injury. Of course, uh, ACLs are horrible. Uh, please rest up. Yep, yep. Tomorrow at 7 versus St. Albans home game, WJ Boys Soccer. And now we can shift attention to WJ Girls Field Hockey, which I attended yesterday. Field Hockey team destroyed Magruder. Like, it wasn't even close. Yeah, Magruder got up one nothing in the first period, but from then on, six straight goals by the WJ field hockey team. Domination. It was the girls just dominated Magruder. It, it was funny looking at the teams because I was on the sideline looking at it was like the WJ girls team they have a full roster out there on the field. They have all the players out there and then the same amount on the bench. So, you know, and then Magruder, there's everyone on the teams on the field besides two players. It was Ooh, such yikes. a mismatch. I'm, I feel, I almost felt bad for Magruder. Until I heard some playing a little bit of Iron Man talking some trash, I'm like, yeah, WJ's gotta gotta destroy. You that. lose all sympathy as soon as they start talking trash. That's relatable. Yeah. So I mean, WJ Sports, I think has gone off a strong start. WJ Girls Soccer, they they also nine guys, nothing. Nine. JV and Varsity too, both <laughs> nine nothing games. In their stack team from Aliette, Vivian, Isabella, Katie. I mean, that team has got some serious potential for states. Absolutely, yep. I'll be attending that if they go to states, and also throughout the season, I may be, I may be checking in. You know, yep. So depending if I have the money to, that really your, does depend. Yeah, I mean, and this is off in the distant future, but. WJ basketball, I think, has a really good season too. Like, I'm very excited for that. Winter, but if anyone would like to give me money so I can attend these games, my cash app is in the description. <laughs> no, it's not. But if it should be, do let me know. Yep. I need so, cash. <laughs> so that's a wrap up for your WJ sports. And now, for a brief couple of minutes, we'll just talk about ourselves personally, so you'll get to know us and like what, where. Who we're fans of as teams? Like Who country. we get emotional over? And across the pond. All right, I'm going to start with that. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I love Cleveland. Well, not really. I hate Ohio. Ohio is a dumb state with dumb people in it, but Cleveland's like a little sanctuary where you just escape escape the uh, awful things that Ohio has to offer. Cleveland's a little sanctuary of like democracy, it feels like. So with that, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. I am very conflicted on whether I still keep on cheering for the team. I am very against the trade for Deshaun Watson. We will talk more about that when he comes back from his suspension. Yeah. I am a huge Cleveland Guardians fan. The name, the new name kind of sucks. If you didn't know, it is named after traffic statues. Why? That's lame. Um, but guess they are the youngest team in baseball, and they're playing pretty well. I hope to see them in the playoffs. I love the Cleveland Cavaliers. Donovan Mitchell trade, that had me leaping for joy. There's a video of me just screaming. Oh, I, I love basketball. It's probably my favorite sport. Hockey-wise, you know, I, I love the Capitals. I can't lie. I'm a big Capitals fan. Jonah, you have some huge commitments to college yes. football. So... I originally am born in the great state of Washington, in the great city of Seattle, but I don't really have any teams there because as I grew up, I have family connections through my father to the University of Oregon. Yes, the Oregon Ducks. That is my team. 
Oregon Duck football is everything to me. I can't even describe how much love I have for Oregon Duck football. It, probably ever since I was born, I was watching Oregon Ducks games. Quite literally, I think, because my dad keeps telling me after I was born in the hospital, we came back home and watched Oregon lose to Cal in a close loss in 2004. But Oregon football, pretty much everything to me. And then really the other half of my true sports fandom is the Golden State Warriors. Now, you say, why Golden State? You are born in Seattle, Washington. He's literally wearing a Warriors jacket right now. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so my family, part of my family moved down to the Bay Area in around 2009, 2010. And I visited ever since for summers, spring break, winter break. And you know, Seattle not having a basketball team, I mean, OKC, nobody likes the Thunder up in Seattle. That team is despised. So when I visited the Bay Area, I was watching these Warriors games, and you know, there's this, you know, baby-faced looking assassin out there named Steph Curry. And that's how I fell in love with the Warriors of basketball. Where is he at now? Well, I mean, Steph is not a baby-faced anymore. Man, has a huge beard and everything. So yeah, Warriors and Warriors football. Really, the for people that know me, the most confusing aspect about my sports fandom is the NFL. I grew oh up God. not having a true NFL team. Like, I never, I love NFL football, but I never had a team. I just like watching it. College football is my favorite sport, so I was always focused more on college football. But what I do is cheer for Oregon players in the NFL, such as Marcus Mariota. That was really my first NFL fandom was the Tennessee Titans. And when Marcus kind of flamed out, I didn't care for a bit. But now, it's Justin Herbert. I'm pretty much a big Chargers fan now, just because how amazing Herbert's been in the first three years and counting. And I'm very nervous for tonight. So, Chargers, Chiefs, Thursday night football. And that, you know, I'm, Chargers are coming on strong for, you know, third place in my hierarchy. hierarchy. I. You know, it's, but really, Warriors, Oregon, that's really the two. Uh, you're probably not going to be listening to this today on Thursday, so for context, the Chiefs have already won by 50. You know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> nah, All right. don't listen to that. Well, uh, we are planning to do a little bit of coverage on uh, international sports and that, uh, National too, yeah, so America. I mean, mostly national, but Most, it, it's but a little, a little bit of international. Yeah, we, we saw Barca lose two two nothing in Champions League to Bayern. We were assigned. Oh He's my friend, my one. friend was ecstatic over that. You and know, then, Germany has some great soccer. We should probably then, stop saying soccer if we're talking international. Yeah, football. Football. And then Holland. I mean, he had to do it against Dortmund. I mean, down one nil, and then coming back two one, game winning goal. And, 80th minute, I believe. It it's gonna be interesting. You know, for me, at least for the Premier League, it's Man City all the way. It's a, it's a super team. It, it really is. I mean, you have know, De Bruyne, yeah. Holland, Silva. Sure. I mean, everyone on that team. It, it's it's almost unfair. I'm new to the Premier League. Uh, understandably, we can't really cover a lot of it right now because of the suspension of the games. Yeah. But, you know, we'll be talking about that. I'm a little bit of a rookie to it. Mm-hmm. I still don't get why some teams complain both, like, the champions and the Premier League. Like, <laughs> what is that? Why is Liverpool chilling in both? They don't mm-hmm. get the, They should not have the best of both worlds, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, right now, besides that, the only two sports we really have going on internationally or nationally 
is baseball. We're nearing the playoff race and the start of football. So we're going to start with the biggest baseball storyline, and that is Albert Pujols now at 697 home runs. Yeah, that is incredible. I want him so badly to get to that 700 number. You know, at first I was like, okay, at least pass A-Rod. Just do that. <laughs> nobody likes a- Alex Rodriguez. Nobody. I can confirm nobody, that. Nobody likes him. So, just pass him. But now he has around like 18 games left, something around that number. He can get to those three home runs, especially at the pace he, at, pace he has at right now. So... That, you know, I mean, I can't say enough about Albert Pujols. He's one of the best players ever to play baseball. He's, he's one of the best human beings to be a part of the sport, too. And it's just so amazing to see someone to reach that career milestone. In an era where, you know, everyone's questioning, did he use steroids? Did that person use steroids? Did that use, person use performance-enhancing drugs? For him to do it without that is, I don't know, it's, he's one of a kind. You could argue he is one of the greatest players in St. Louis Cardinals history. And I think yeah. that is an easy argument to I'd make right there. Definitely put him up there with Bob Gibson. Absolutely. Definitely. So that that storyline will monitor throughout the rest of the season. And really yeah. the other one for baseball, Otani versus Judge. That is the debate. Man, you have I don't know, man. Um, I got to admit to you, um, my team, the Cleveland Guardians, has swept the Angels, and a big part of that was Otani giving up a home run to another Dark Horse MVP candidate, Jose Ramirez. I love you. I have your jersey. Please <laughs> give me an autograph if you somehow find this. But Otani is a freak of nature. He is actually carrying that team. Of course, there is Mike Trout. Mike Trout is the amazing. injured Mike Trout. Of course, but when you look at the stats, Otani, I believe, is leading the team in hits. He is the best pitcher on the team. He's leading the team in every He's leading the team in every category. major statistical category, which is really hard to do, I think. I've never played baseball. I'm sure I could pick it up quite fast. I, I will say, though, that Aaron Judge, if he takes the batting average crown in the AL. He's he's batting 310 right now. The leader is at 319. He will Possible. not only get the triple crown, which has not been done since Miguel Cabrera, he will be leading the AL in every major statistical category in hitting. On-base percentage, OPS, slugging percentage, all of that. He will be leading the AL in everything. And leading... The Yankees to the playoffs, which is something Otani can't say he's going to do. While I'm not going to fault Otani for that. Absolutely not. Baseball is more he, than a one-man sport. He's carrying the team. He can't, he, this, baseball is not a one-man sport. And the Angels are a dumpster fire organization. But, I mean, you have to take it into account whether someone's going to be below 500 on the season and another person is making the playoffs. Absolutely. I think we haven't seen a hitting season like this since the race of Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, who both will be forgotten in history, sadly, for like the cheating they did. But everyone was watching baseball that time because they both were like, Ooh, who's going to get to 70 first? 70. Aaron Judge is closer to 70 home runs than we all think, and that's yeah. terrifying. And that he should be the MVP. He's making baseball exciting. You know, yeah. Yankees fan. If you're not a Yankees fan, you probably don't like the Yankees. But you got to respect them. Yeah. 
Though I did see Red Sox fans cheering for Judge when he hit his fifty seventh in Fenway yesterday, a couple of days ago. That kind of that is a bit too far. If you're a Red Sox fan, oh my God. Ever cheering for a Yankees fan, Yankees player, there's something wrong. That's like even when something incredible is happening. Yeah, I mean that is gone to that point. So I yeah, I think we're both in agreement. It's, it's got to be Aaron Judge. We're going to transition now to the National Football League. Just wrapped up week one, starting week two today yes. on the day of recording. Of course, the first thing we have to talk about is kickers. What the <laughs> hell? What happened? I'm going to bring up real quick that we had some incredible kicking performances, and I'm going to give a special shout-out to Young Wei Koo of the Atlanta Falcons. Oh. The only kick he missed was blocked, and At it was a 63-yard field goal. Like Before that, 4-for-4. Four four, a great game keeping his team in it. And also, Cleveland Browns kicker, Cade York. First ever career game, he hits a 58-yard field goal to take the lead in the final 10 seconds of the game. And now, what happened to every other kicker in the league? Evan McPherson. <laughs> what was that? I have to admit to you, um, Cincinnati weather can be a big factor of that. It seems to be a theme where Cincinnati kickers cannot make their kicks on week one. Every kicker has a bad game. McPherson had that last year against the Green Bay Packers. And to be honest, he made a 59-yard field goal earlier in that game. It just proves how hard kicking actually is. Yeah. I would also like to fault on that play the holder with a terrible oh, yeah. hold that and a terrible snap. terrible snap. Just proves that kickers Man, cannot do it all. And then we have in that same game Chris Boswell mm-hmm. finally did make one through the uprights to oh. pre- prevent the tie. But that, two, what was it, two missed kicks before then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, thank God he got one through. Mm-hmm. I also got to talk about, you know, one of my favorite human beings in the NFL, Rodrigo Blankenship, oh. has been released from the Indianapolis Colts. That, that is heartbreaking. He is a good kicker, had one bad day, as you just said, and is released. Some lucky team. Like, I could see the Chiefs, if Bucker's seriously injured, the Chiefs... They could absolutely Bucker, pick him up for a short game. They would pick up Rodrigo Blankenship in an instant. And that... I mean, he is a good kicker, so... We'll see. I don't think he's going to be on the transfer market that that long. Well, he's off the he's off the waivers. He's now a free agent. He'll be picked up uh, shortly. Oh, I yeah. believe so. I mean, really, looking at week one in the NFL, who do you think is the best team in the NFL? I... I think it's kind of obvious, at least right now, who's the best. Who the best team is? I but think it's I Buffalo. Yeah, it, it's it's the Bills. It, they are just a complete team. I mean, Josh Allen, I, I he's he's got to be MVP candidate number one. I think Mahomes is right there, but I think there might be some. You know, Mahomes only won one MVP, but NFL is a bit different than NBA. You don't win as MVP, many MVPs. I think there's a bit of voter fatigue with. Mahomes, I really think this this year's gonna be Josh Allen or maybe Justin Herbert. All right, I do agree. It's probably gonna be a quarterback this year, though. Oh yeah, really? <laughs> Listen, man, I it love... would be cool to see Justin Jefferson win the. Absolutely, if he, if he, if he keeps that over those two thousand yards, probably at least like fifteen touchdowns. Vikings are a top seed in the NFC. I mean, he's I'd a, give it to him. He he had he has a real shot because I mean what he's doing is nothing short of incredible. I think he may be the best receiver since Randy Moss. 
what's up with the Vikings and just getting all these Hall of Fame talents like yeah, Randy Chris Moss, Chris Carter, Carter. Yeah. Adam Thielen is pretty good too. We yeah, can't forget that. And then Jay Jetta, Stefan Diggs before that too, who's now yeah. eating on the Bills. Yeah. And that's a real trade we can say both teams won. Well, let's move away from the positives. My fantasy quarterback, because I auto-drafted, Trey Lance with a little bit of an alarming performance against the Bears. I just want to point out that you could not ask me to do anything in the weather he was playing in. Oh, man. I don't understand how an NFL field can be that poorly managed. Like, I know the rain was, like, terrible and it was constant, but there were, like, actual puddles on the field of play. I, I just don't understand how that can happen. I just want to point out the 49ers special teams unit went on the field to, like, make it a little more dry, and they got <laughs> penalized for it, just proving that uh, nothing in this world is free. Yeah, that, I, that was a strange call. I just I don't understand. And, you know... Really, for the 49ers, this season is going to be growing pains personified. I mean, Trey Lance has the physical tools and ability to be a top quarterback in the NFL. It's really, for him, because he hasn't played that much, about getting the game to slow down for him, for, for to adjust to be in the NFL, because he wasn't even in Division I. He was, in, he, was in the FC, he was playing the FCS for, I don't know, two years maybe because of COVID. This the NFL, it, it's I you can't compare FCS football to NFL. This is going to be the year of growing pains for Niners fans. Niners fans, and while that is probably upsetting to most Niners fans, the team is one of the most talented teams in the NFL. So I can see why they're going to be like, oh, win now, win now, win now, because we have the talent to do so. We can get to the Super Bowl and win because of through our talent. If we just get a good quarterback. But with Trey Lance, you're really playing the long game. So, I, it's, Niners fans just have to be patient this year. Of course. I really am a Trey Lance believer. I do think he can, you know, turn it around because he has an amazing skill set. Yeah. So, on to really week two. Game of the week. What is game of the week? Tonight. Oh, okay. Thursday night. Not Browns beat Jets? No, it's, come on. For our audio listeners, Jonah just gave me the blankest stare of all time. <laughs> Chargers, Chiefs. Who do you have and why? Uh, to be honest, I have the Chiefs. I think the uh, Chargers' defense is better. I think the problem is uh, Mahomes came off a 40-point game, and Mahomes played phenomenal. My fantasy team also has Patrick Mahomes, so I did send in a little bit of word to the NFL. Script writers saying that I need this. That's it. I gotta go with the Chargers. I mean, I can't not pick against the Chargers for this. Partly because Justin Herbert always, always goes off against the Chiefs. Always. I mean, if you look at every game in his career he's played against the Chiefs so far, he's had a great game every time. The first game he ever played in the NFL, when he was subbed in, just a minute before the game started because of the whole Tyrod Taylor punch. Oh, that was situation. terrible. He lit up the Chiefs and almost outdueled Patrick Mahomes in his first game as an NFL player. I think while Keenan Allen being out is pretty big, Mike Williams 
will have a huge bounce back this week. Mike Williams is also a notorious Chiefs owner. He goes <laughs> off against the Chiefs too, and he's going to want to make a statement after his poor performance week one. I think Chargers will put up points, and I'm not worried about that, but I, what I really think the key game is, and I think will happen, is the Chargers defense pass rush. Khalil Mack is back, baby. He is still in his prime. Really, the key is no injuries, but he's healthy out there with Joey Bosa. That Chiefs offensive line, while it may be one of the best in the NFL, those two guys out there are going to create havoc. And don't forget Derwin James lining up in the edge. Absolutely. That defense is phenomenal this year. All they got to worry about is consistency. Yep. Also, just, you know, the Chiefs are a team you cannot ever count out. If you have a lead, this is a little bit of a problem in Chargers history. you yep. got to stay comfortable. you got to keep your foot on the gas. Yes, that I did not like last game against the Raiders when they got a 24-13 late third quarter, entering the fourth quarter, and started just ground and pound and destroy the clock and melt it. What the hell? I mean, seriously, you have Justin Herbert, you have that offense, you don't trust him to put more points. All the smart people in the NFL, like Andy Reid, you trust your top quarterback to continue scoring. Guess what happened? Raiders got back in the game, but thankfully, Chargers defense and Khalil Mack made sure that you know the Raiders couldn't win. Good thing that was a bit of a Khalil Mack revenge game in a way, yep. playing his drafty team. Mm-hmm. We're so, going to prepare to wrap this up with I got, our... I got one more thing to say. Oregon... It's going to be BYU at home. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, it, it moving is going to happen. Yes, BYU's number 12 team in the country. Oregon, it, that team that played Georgia. Wait, what? BYU's tw- No, you guys can definitely beat them. What? Yeah. Oregon is not that same team that you saw against Georgia. That's not That's not. Okay, Oregon's I don't know team. about that, but... That, that was just a bad mix of first-time head coach ever, first game coaching against the best team in the country by far, the reigning national champs, with a new system and offense and defense. This Oregon team is really good, people. Maybe they're not playoff good, but they're definitely New Year's Six and conference champion level good. All right. We're going to wrap this up with just this mind-boggling Monday night football extravaganza. Of course, <laughs> we got we ha- we can't really brush over that Dallas Cowboys game. We just have to talk about how, you know, it might be time to push the panic button. Mike McCarthy, your seat is on fire. Oh you are probably getting canned at the end of this year if you underperform once again. Well, it is Dak so hard to be in. Dak is also really Dak Prescott, their star quarterback. Not a great game, but he also has a hand injury. You know, that offense just looked flat without, you know, their weapon, Amari Cooper. They looked flat with that, too. So, I mean, what, how, they're not going to be much worse. So, I think Dallas is in huge trouble here. Of course, all fantasy owners of CeeDee Lamb, myself not included, were upset. They thought he'd take a bigger step forward, but that did not happen. However, I do believe CeeDee Lamb will bounce back a little later. He's going to have to get used to being wide receiver number one. The talent is there, though. He can thrive on that offense, but... Can he? That offensive coaching really did not look that good. We Everyone's calling, uh, what is his name, Kellen Moore? Yeah. Like an offensive genius. I have not seen it recently. I also learned that he was the one that called that terrible play in that playoff game where they QB snuck it with 14 seconds left, no timeouts, yeah, middle of the field. Bad decision. Not genius. Not genius like I'm going to do that. I'm going to be real. 
That's enough of the Cowboys. We don't need to, you know, yeah, we don't need to step really on them too hard. The They're already getting bullied by every media facet in like the, the entire world. world. Yeah, but you know who at least get bullied more? Nathaniel Hackett for that decision. I mean, Monday he's night. also getting it pretty rough. But he, but... Yeah, he really deserves it. You have Russell Wilson, who signed on Austin. Broncos country. Five years. Let's ride. $50 million. Playing against his old team, first game, in Seattle. You want to make a statement of trusting your quarterback and getting a fourth and five with about a minute left on the clock and I think three, all three timeouts? Yep. All three timeouts. I don't get why he waited to call that. I don't get why he waited to call a timeout like 20 seconds later. That game was easily winnable. Of course, we'd have to put some respect on Geno Smith. What a precise game he had. And they they ain't write him out. He didn't write back. Also, Seahawks defense, especially with the losses of Bobby Wagner, you know, they played great. They yeah. really did contain him. That that red zone defense was phenomenal. A little bit of help from the mind-boggling play calls, but they were not letting anything in past the second quarter. It was yeah. actually amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. Just have to talk about um, how not to run a game clock. Yeah, I was... don't think I could handle being an NFL head coach, but I know when to call a timeout, and yeah, I think he was a little bit nervous. Obvious. I do believe he can recover. Well, I'm going to wrap it up for today. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're going to have more to talk about in the future, but this is a little bit of a rough draft. Every episode will be better than the last oh, yeah, one, definitely. except for the next one. That one I will guarantee will bomb. <laughs> That's all we have for today. Make sure you follow the WJ Pitch social media because they are the reason we are doing this. So thank you. Yes, thank Please you, follow the WJ Pitch Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, because uh, I run it and I do okay. And I want to shout out Shots by Nier, also, in pitch, filming all of the WJ Sports. He told content. us to, so we're going to do it. Yep. Also, shout out Fufu, as always. <laughs> we will see you next week. Of course, you know, the, everything is changing. We're going to have a yep. lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Change Show, less rock.